Hi, this is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. You're listening to another podcast episode. If you like the podcast and the episode, please write a review, share with a friend, or leave a comment. You can also visit my website at www.nikkiasherbowling.com or you can visit my YouTube channel. Thank you and enjoy a new episode from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. Everybody, this is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered, and today I have Brendan K. That's all I'm going to say because I can't pronounce his last name, but I don't want to mess it up. So he's the founder of Master Talk, and he coaches ambitious executives and entrepreneurs, and teaches them how to become top communicators in their industry. So he also has his own YouTube channel and he offers a free 90 minutes course to help you become a better version of yourself in talking to people in crowds or whatever your situation you're in. But before we bring him on, I just want to remind you to, if you're listening on a podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the episode. So I can see how well I'm doing. It's kind of like a report card, and um, I would really appreciate that. So without any more delays, I'm going to bring Brandon on, and he's just been so much fun to talk to, and I can see why he's used communication as his niche to get out to the world here. So hi. Hi, Brandon. What's up, Nikki? How are you? I'm good. So when I saw your Todd Match profile, I was like, what is this person doing here? <laughs> you know? And so I was so curious after I read your profile that you use communication and how to help people become better communicators. So how did you get started teaching other people to, to, to do that? Yeah, absolutely, Nikki. Fantastic. We're <laughs> getting started. So for me, it started in college. You know, I went to business school. And I did these things called case competitions. So think of it like professional sports, Nikki, but for nerds. Right? So yeah. while other, right, it's kind of, that's the way you got to see it. So while other guys my age are playing football, mm-hmm. we're like rugby, like baseball or <laughs> basketball. Yeah, that, that scares me a little bit. So I, 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 I did presentations competitively. That's so how I learned how to speak. Yeah. And then as I got older, Nikki, I started giving back to the student community. Mm-hmm. And I realized as I was coaching the students that everything I was sharing with them wasn't available for free on the internet. So I started making videos and given it's motherhood unfiltered, you know, I was making videos in my mom's basement, frankly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a few <laughs> years later, it just blew up. I love that you just decided like, oh, so you need to learn how to talk. Well, let me help you out. And then you just <laughs> used it to earn a, you know, like earn a living. I'm sure your mom doesn't mind. I like when my kids are home. So, <laughs> you know, but what kind of competition? I mean, whenever we first talk, 
it reminded me of like those rap battles. You know? <laughs> That's kind of what it, you know, like I could see you up giving your presentation and someone like, oh, I'm going to beat Brendan, you know, and then he comes up with his. And so, I mean, how, give us a scenario how that works. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it's the right question to ask, Frank. A lot of people don't know what a case competition is, but but I'll definitely caveat by saying Brendan is not the next Eminem. Let's put it that way. <laughs> definitely, definitely not. So whenever you have an eight mile, you know that movie? <laughs> yeah. Adam Scott, definitely. That's like in the ghetto. That's like underground. <laughs> I know, that, I know. Like dangerous <laughs> weapons. And... <laughs> so yeah, this this is a bit more fancy. So think of it like this. You have these 20-year-old kids, Nikki who get a 20-page document. Okay, that's what it is. So a 20-page document that a business is having a problem. Let me give you something super simple to explain. Okay. So let's say Walmart. Walmart is a good example of a company that was a case sponsor. So this is a true story. So Walmart, let's say they give us a problem and they go, okay, guys, uh, we don't know what aisle to shelf this product. What should we do? So what happens is three students have three hours without any internet access to go through the entire 20-page document, create a presentation, do financial statements, find an answer to the solution, and then present it to the board of executives. Oh, but, my. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. <laughs> and I, I'm sure the next question you're probably thinking of, Nikki, who in the right mind would volunteer <laughs> to do this? Why would you do yeah. that? My thought was, wait a minute, no internet access? Yeah, no internet. How did you guys even <laughs> figure that out? You know, I mean, I come from a world where there was no internet. You know, my kids, they, that's all they've ever known. So finish your story. No, of course. So so you're right. We had no internet access. That's why we had a 20-page document. So it gives us all of their... But obviously, think about it. You got three hours to prepare this thing. And by the way, at the end of the three hours, Nikki, there's no practice time. Like at the end of the three hours, you get you go straight to the judges and you present. Oh, Wow. Uh, yeah, that's how it works. So once again, going back to the question, I'm sure a lot of the yeah. mothers are thinking about, why did I put myself through this? Like, what, what's the point of this? The quick answer is, think of it like a feeder school for all of the best jobs in America. Oh, okay. So all of the yeah. best jobs at IBM, at McKinsey, at Walmart. The reason that the, the judge is not like some store manager, the senior <laughs> vice president of Walmart. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, he's like the head of the Canadian market. <laughs> So, so the reason, and Walmart probably spent using them as an example because they were a case yeah. like five years ago, a long time ago. Right. So they shelled out, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars they're paying to sponsor <laughs> these things. And the reason they do it, Nikki, because remember, nobody's willing to do this. So the kids who volunteer for this, these are the kids who are going to be the all-stars at Walmart. Yeah. So that's why the guy's there. That's how I got multiple jobs and why I did it in the first place. Master just ended up being an accident after that. Wow, that's pretty impressive. I mean, to have executives throw this on there and say, okay, here's a problem. I need you to solve it. So how did the three, so you said there's three on the team. So how did you dissect the 20 pages? I mean, because there's lots of information in there. I mean. Wow. I mean, you're the I mean, person. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love your curiosity and I'm happy to answer. So every team had their own strategy. Just to give you even, to push the analogy even further, you think this is the craziness. This are, these are international level competitions. So I kid you not, Nikki, there are buddy, <laughs> I have friends in Singapore, Australia, Ireland. Why? 
not because I visited in these countries, because all of them take flights to Montreal. Isn't that to, to push the analogy? <laughs> there are people in Singapore where their business school spends thousands of dollars. They sponsor the whole thing for their best students. They wow. fly out and they, the only thing these students do is they present PowerPoint slides all week. That's it. And obviously there's parties and all that stuff, but you get what I mean. So <laughs> Yeah, that's the found it. But the point is, that's the case. So, so to your wow. point, yeah. how do you do this? So some people, what they did, Nikki, is some team members just wouldn't read the case. They would just go right into slide design right away and start popping up slides. Other teams okay. generally read all of it together and then they split up the case. They go, okay, you work on the analysis, I'll work on implementation, somebody else works on... And there's always a numbers guy or gal who's like doing the numbers. Gotcha. So yeah, it's a tricky dynamic. Let's just say it's high pressure and I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's why you do those things when you're young. You know, young people have more stamina. I would have been like, dude, you're the vice president, you can't figure this out. You've got problems. <laughs> Why are you asking me? <laughs> you don't know what aisle to put the flower in. I don't. <laughs> You're already lost. So using that scenario, you started helping other students do the same thing. So how did you break it down to teach what you learned to other students and then other people? I mean, how did you break it down and what are your steps? Absolutely, Nikki. I mean, you're so good at this. You're asking the right question. <laughs> I, I would say at the beginning, I sucked at coaching because I was never meant to yeah. be one. It was right. more just kind of like going into the analogy. I entered the second, third year of this program yeah. where I, was, I became a mentor because I, I, I started winning these competitions. Right. And I just said, okay, well... 10%, 20%, 30% of our delegation are terrible communicators. And they yeah. either learn from me or they learn from a rock. So I guess they picked me. <laughs> and I had no clue what I was doing. Remember, I was a 19-year-old kid when I started. Yeah. I've been, I've, been co I've been coaching for seven years now. I'm seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So this is not like a recent thing. So I started coaching <laughs> that, and I had no idea what I was doing. Like I was Right. Because I knew I was a great speaker, but I had no idea how to teach it. Right. But through that trial and error, I found I found the, the trajectory. So I'm happy to share it. So don't worry. I'm still not I'm not lost anymore. But, <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> right. So, so where do we start, Nikki, especially in the context of your audience? Right. I'm guessing in a wild guess, most of your audience are mothers. Yeah. Right. I kind of hope so. It's kind of weird if 80% of your audience were like dads or something. <laughs> it's like, why are you on motherhood? On motherhood? So the, the advice I would share is realize why it matters. Let's start there. So the right. question I always like to ask is how would your life change if you became an exceptional communicator? Because a lot of mothers right now are probably listening to us. People are still tuning in. They're probably like, okay, Brendan's talking about business. And he's like, and like Nikki's asking about like these cases. I'm not going to do any of this. But you might. I mean, because you've got, I would love to turn back time and be able to talk to my kids. You know, and now they're adults. How can I better communicate to them? Because I feel like there's been so many times when I've tried to get something across and they're looking at me like, you are from Mars. I have no idea 
what you're saying. And I am way smarter than you. So, you know, I'm sure you've been in that scenario. With my own mother, actually. Yeah. Uh, But more in the other way, I was the immature one because I have the self-awareness. But but the point I want to drive, which is exactly what you hit on the nail, Nikki, Mm -hmm. is communication is every moment of your life. Yeah. Right. It's the way you talk to your family. It's the way that you order food at a restaurant. It's the way that you order makeup online. It's the way that you meet strangers when you travel. And when we realize, Nikki, that communication is about leading a more fulfilling life, mm-hmm. that's when the magic starts to happen. Right. I feel like I was so much smarter than what I really was. And now that I'm older, I was like, oh, man, I was not as smart as I thought I was because... A lot of times I struggled with communicating, especially like through work. I mean, my I've been at my job for almost 20 years, and I think I just spent the first 19 of it trying to tell these people, you know, my ideas and my skills. And and it's just it's just so hard for some people. I, I know it has to be hard. It is. And, and the reason it is, Nikki. It's not really our fault. It's Mm -hmm. because of the way the education system raised us. Think about Mm -hmm. it. Every presentation we've given in our life, in school, Mm -hmm. high school, elementary, that's where we learn it, Mm -hmm. is mandatory. We don't wake up one morning and say, hey, Nikki, you want to like pancakes (laughs) and present all day? Like, no. Everybody says that. Right. right? And I'm not even done. This is like the first one. There's three problems. So the second one, you think that's bad. Every presentation's different. You don't get to talk to care of them. It's oh, like, yeah. It's like, uh, you got to talk about like the history of Missouri. And you're like, what? <laughs> Just doesn't make any sense. And that's what, that's what we have to do. And then the third piece, the worst thing, Nikki, every presentation is tied to a punishment. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> you don't do a great job. You lose like 30% of your grade. And yeah. that's when we grow up fearing communication, seeing it like a right. chore. And frankly, no one wants to get better at doing the dishes. You know what? That's so true. That was my chore growing up and I hated it. <laughs> well, I mean, there were seven of us in the family. So could wow. you imagine how many dishes we had? My goodness. <laughs> like, y'all people, people need to start using paper plates. I'm done. <laughs> Wow, she just she just roll her eyes at me. So anyway, so yes, communication is definitely important. So when I thought to have you come on and talk, I was thinking of moms being able to talk to express their feelings to their loved ones, to their significant others, to their kids, and or talk to the teachers at school. Because unfortunately, I got a lot of emails and calls about my kids. And I would just have to go in and be their champion, you know, because they may not have liked what they had done. And to me, I'm like, I didn't see anything wrong with that. They're expressing their views or defending themselves or when I felt like they were being mistreated. So here I am, single mom at the time, going in and talking to mainly men. And that's intimidating for someone like me. 
and letting them know, hey, I do not appreciate what you did. I mean, that takes a lot of guts to do that. So I felt like having you come on would be a great opportunity to teach us. I think you said you had like three skills. So what are the other two? <laughs> Absolutely. And let me start with that. I, I, I feel your story is so powerful, Nikki, because yeah. it really symbolizes. And thanks for sharing that, because I know I know how tough it is to be a single mom, not for me and myself being a single mom, but my, my <laughs> mother <laughs> raising me pretty much as a, as a single mom. Right. So, so definitely, definitely empathetic. So in that context, I, I completely agree. So you know where right. I always start the conversation, then let's jump into the tips is for me, the goal, the purpose of today's episode, my goal out of this is that mothers walk away from this thinking that communication is fun. Mm -hmm. Because if we think communication is fun, it's interesting, it's exciting, mm -hmm. that's what will allow us to work on it ourselves and create a better right. life for our children. And I always like to say this, and I know you probably say this yourself on this podcast, <laughs> is that kids will never do what we ask them to do, especially as parents. <laughs> But, and this is really important, yeah. they'll always be who we're being. They'll always do what we do. So oh, what does that okay. mean? Okay, so I'll give an example with my mom. Because she never taught me this lesson. She just did it, and I just became yeah. that person. Okay. So I was 10 years old, Nikki, and I find a $10 bill on the floor. And for mm -hmm. me back then, because I grew up in a really poor family, my parents were factory workers. Right. So for me, 10 bucks was like $10,000. You might as well just give me 10 grand. It's like, I was like, yeah. my God, I can buy a crazy amounts of candy, right? Yeah, God. exactly. So, so I find the 10 bucks on the floor and I go up to my mother and, and she didn't even realize she was teaching me a lesson. She was just saying, as a matter of fact. So, so I take the 10 bucks. I tell my mom, the first thing she asked me, are you sure that wasn't anyone else's 10 bucks? I was like, no, mom, it wasn't. Okay, don't, don't, don't put me in jail, Nikki. So it really wasn't, thank God, because I wanted that 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then after that, she smiled when I said no. And she said, you know, Brendan, when I was when I first immigrated to, to Canada, she immigrated from Sri Lanka in like the early 90s. Mm -hmm. It's like a country south of India. Right. So she gets here and she tells me about a story about how she found a $20 bill on the floor. Oh, Cause wow. Because she's, she's short. So she's always walking around. She's always looking at the floor. <laughs> and, and she found this $20 bill. And then she said something that completely changed my life. And it yeah. wasn't a lesson. She said, oh, and I used that $20 bill to feed a family that couldn't afford to eat that day. Oh, my God. But she said it so nonchalantly, <laughs> like it's something you're supposed to do. So because after yeah. I heard that story. She threw down the gauntlet. That's what she did. <laughs> so it completely changed my perspective in life. That's right. why I became a quote unquote generous person. Right. And then I told her that story 10 years later and she yeah. completely forgot about it. She's like, what do you mean? Yeah, So that's the point. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, it's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started.
I can totally see that happening. I mean, I've done that too. And I would always say, well, if you can sleep at night, go ahead, you know. And they're like, I can see the wheels turning like, am I going to feel guilty for <laughs> keeping $10, you know? <laughs> so, and, you know, I just try to teach them to make good decisions, logical and good decisions. Like, you know, you're going to have to deal with the consequences of your actions, you know. So are you willing to do that? I mean, if you are, then go ahead and do what you're going to do, you know. And I feel like giving them those options, the confidence to be able to, you know, talk to people and do those things. So, which, let me tell this story and you'll see why. So my youngest son was in school. He was in English and the teacher said, I want you to read this story and then do an essay and you're not going to get any credit for it. The kids were all grumbling. My son says, wait a minute, I have to read this book and give an essay and I'm not going to get any credit. And she says, no. And he says, well, I'm not doing it. And like the whole class was like, wait a minute. Yeah, we're not going to get credit. Why are we doing this? I told him, I said, you are going to create a mutiny in that class. <laughs> you know, first of all, I don't understand why the teacher wasn't going to give any kind of credit for it. But I guess it was something that needed to be done. But my son was like, if I'm not going to get any credit, I'm not going to waste my time doing it. If you're going to give me some extra credit, then I'll do it. So that's just like an example how they've used that to make decisions in their life. So what was the third tip that you have? So in the con I love your story, but that's so funny. I'm just I would have done the same thing, honestly. I'm but sure. <laughs> I would have communicated it differently. I would have been like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And I'll say like five words and then give it in. <laughs> that's what I would have done differently. This assignment sucks. I mean <laughs> There you go. Yeah. No, no, no. I'd be like, thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> but you're so polite. <laughs> uh, you learn, you learn over the years. You learn over Yeah. <laughs> but but I would say, Nikki. You know, that what's the key? The key here is as mothers, we need to be role models, yeah. communicators for our kids. And here's right. what I mean specifically, because I find a lot of mothers don't think about this. Because even if I don't coach mothers directly, I coach executives who are also mothers. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So in the context, what I would say is it's not really about how to deal with the parent-teacher meetings, with the postman. It's not about how do you deal with each of these specific strategies. Mm -hmm. It's more about how graceful are you in those interactions? Because the way you're speaking to every human being is mm -hmm. the way that your kids will speak and interact and resolve conflict with everyone mm -hmm. else around their life. So the reason I'm a super calm person, I actually argue has very little to do with me. It's because my mom is a very calm individual. She's very petite, very sweet, very calm. Mm -hmm. So she never yells. So because oh of that, the only people I yell at is my clients. But outside of that, <laughs> I never yell at my mother. Never, never, never. When I meet new people, I never yell at them. See, that's the dream, mom. I wish I was. I'm not like that. I'm right. <laughs> very opposite of that so <laughs> but but you have good reason to be right because you were growing up in a family where there were seven other kids and you always had to fight to get your thing yeah. right so, right yeah uh, there's always a reason behind everything it's, i know it's kind of a little freaking like reading your mind and stuff but, <laughs> but it's, 
So yeah, yeah. The, the point I want to drive, the point I want to drive is depending on how old your kids are, based on who's listening, involve them into the tips we're going to share. So I'll give you a couple. Mm -hmm. One is the random word exercise. So the random word exercise is simply this. Pick a random word like pistachio, like socket, uh -huh. like wall. Create presentations out of thin air. This helps us deal with uncertainty. So whenever we're communicating in general, uh -huh. we can do well. But what I encourage people to do on this podcast is do this with your kids, your nieces mm -hmm. and your nephews. But, mm -hmm. and this would go back to role models because we set all that context, mm -hmm. you need a start. That okay. means you go up to your seven-year-old and your 10-year-old <laughs> and you go, you give me a word and you take the initiative. And then oh, the boy. kid is like going, wow, mom, you're so good. And then you spin <laughs> it back. Yeah. Don't, don't go tricking me. Don't don't tell her or him they're playing a game. <laughs> you got to take the leadership first. Right, right. And then people follow you after. So that's one. Second one is so simple that nobody does it. Make a list of the people that you love in your life that you mm -hmm. really appreciate and send them a video message. 20 seconds. And oh, what we'll, okay. Right? So what we'll find, Nikki, is when we make a list of the people, these are people who pour into us, right? The people yeah. love us. We'll yeah. notice very quickly that we've never sent any of them a single video message. Yeah. Just going like, hey, Nikki, really appreciate what you're doing with the world. Keep it up. Simple. <laughs> Nothing crazy. And it really changes the world. It really does. So that's the second thing. Do this with your kids. If you're a mom. Send, send video messages to your kids. They'll go like, mom, why are you sending me a video message? But then it might, it might not hit that day. But 10 yeah. years later, when that kid's my age, when they're like 25, they'll yeah. remember those moments. Right, right. <laughs> That's the second thing. And the third one is, is more of a funny one. I don't know if it's necessarily applies to the context of your show, but I'll share. It's called question <laughs> drills. Uh -huh. So basically what that is, Nikki, is we get asked questions all the time in our life. Like, let's use the parent-teacher relationship. Let's use that one because that's a fun one. I Maybe not as fun, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so what we can do is we can figure out what are the questions that this guy is going to ask me? And how do I prepare answers to those questions so that I yeah. come off as calm, confident, and professional rather than going, what are you doing with my kid? Right? That's not the <laughs> – that, that, that is not the best. That never works out. <laughs> but it's not about the teacher. Because, I mean, let's face it, Nikki, especially in the context you gave, who cares about the teacher? It, the teacher's going to change every year. Right. What's important is the way that your children are learning from you as an example. That's the most right. important thing. So for me, yeah, do I talk to a bunch of losers sometimes and that I need to deal with? <laughs> yeah. But it's important for me to show up in a professional way. Because uh -huh. that is that is the way that my clients perceive me. Because I they're my kids in many ways. Right, right. right so right. if I'm out there yelling at the pizza driver for uh, obviously there's no reason to yell at the pizza driver. But let's say yeah, <laughs> my clients is gonna be. I guess it's okay to yell at the pizza driver. No, it's not okay. Yeah, right. right. So, so that's the key. So basically, when be pre preparing your communication so that whenever it's a in an important moment, you're calm and collected. So I shouldn't be flying by the seat of my pants when I need to talk about something really important. I mean, you can. <laughs> just make sure your kids aren't there. <laughs> I've done lost it with them. You know, I, they've seen the worst of me. I don't know how many times, but I talk to people now that don't know me. So I need to put on a good front. So this is... <laughs> 
this is something that definitely we all can work on. And I just love those three little tips. Like you kind of turned it into, you know, a little game that you can do with your kids to teach them basics of communicating and being able to answer on the spot. So I just thought of some stuff that probably would not be a good thing, like teaching your kids how to come up with a good lie, you know. <laughs> You're so funny. Here, here, let me give you another one while you're kind of simmering the so let, let me give you a personal example to my mom nikki me and my mom used to fight all the time all the time mm -hmm. all the time all the time and the reason was because we live in two different worlds because mm -hmm. she immigrated from a third world country and i was born in a first world country right so a lot of the, so for example she would say things like you can't go eat at a friend's house it's like but why like it doesn't make any like so to me it doesn't make sense so we used yeah. to bicker all the time until one day I made the decision to be a leader in the family. So what does that mean? That means a lot of us don't have relationship visions. What does that mean? That means, okay, you might bicker with your mom. You might bicker with your kids. Yeah. You might bicker with your significant other. Mm -hmm. But ask yourself a more important question, ladies. What do you actually want that relationship to be like? What does you actually want it to be like? When I woke up at 15 and I said, you know what? I don't want to yell at my poor mom all the time. I don't want to be frustrated. So instead of being frustrated at the fact that for some reason she doesn't want me to go eat at my friend's house, let me sit down with her and do something that very few 15-year-old boys do with their mothers. Ask her why. Ask her why. Ask her open-ended questions. So I did. And I yeah. figured out very quickly what the core issue was. Aww. Which was she grew up in a civil war. What do you expect? She doesn't trust anybody. <laughs> so, so yeah, of course, yeah. When there's a white girl, like in the the right house, yeah. going like she thinks like a bomb in the house or something. So it's okay, even if so. so I listened to it, and I just kept right. Asking, why is that important to why is it? So I listened, right. and at the end, I just said, "But mom, we don't live there anymore," and the issue was solved. That's it. And me and my mother have an argue, and this this is the greatest gift I can share on the show. <laughs> It's not my subscriber account. It's not the money I make in the business. I yeah. don't even remember, Nikki. The la <laughs> And I live with the, the woman. I live with my mom. I don't remember the last time I argued with her. I genuinely don't. Aww. It's been so long. So what does that leave us with? It leaves us with a choice. Mm -hmm. And that choice for all of the mothers listening is what do you want the relationship to be like? Don't talk about mm -hmm. what the relationship is right now. Don't go complaining to me and Nikki about what the relationship is right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear Right? Because all of them are. <laughs> but what I want to hear is what do you want it to be? Do you want it to be that way the rest of your life? Right. Yeah. Or like what kind of relationship do you want with your kids? Dream first uh -huh. and then ask yourself, who's showing up in that way? How are they showing up and change your energy? And when you do that, yeah. And watch the world change in front of you. Wow, Brendan, that's such a powerful message. I mean, like you're teaching me things here and things that I should already know. I just love that you decided to sit down and just ask your mom, well, why can't I go? I mean, because to you, it's just so absurd that you can't go to your friend's house, you know, but here your mom was like living in a life and death situation. and. It would be hard to like pull yourself out of that. To me, it would be like dealing with some type of PTSD thing, you know. So how can we get a hold of you if we need some more skills on 
communicating. <laughs> Absolutely. This is super fun, by the way. Thanks for having me on. This is, this is great. So two ways to keep in touch. The first one is the YouTube channel, Master Talk. So you're just going to go to Master Talk. Feel free to watch these videos with your kids or children. It's a great way to learn mm -hmm. for free. And the second way to keep in touch is my website, rockstarcommunicator.com. I do a workshop every few weeks on communication over Zoom. That's mm -hmm. free. And you can register for that and attend it if you'd like. I love that. I love that. When I saw your website, I was like, I should have known that one. <laughs> I got lucky with the URL. I've not had as much luck with mine, but <laughs> that's okay. So before we end, what is one last thing that you could leave with moms who are struggling maybe in their job? It could be as bad as going through a divorce or trying to communicate with your kids. I just hate that someone those, they're in a relationship or in some kind of a situation and they just don't know how to express their thoughts. So what would be like one last thing? I know we've covered a lot of good stuff, so. Absolutely, and I appreciate you sharing that. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm, my tips won't go all the way. I'm sure there's a lot of struggles that I won't be able to solve for, but here's what I will say to close this off. I'll say in the context of a man, but I think it applies in the context of a, a woman as well, in the sense mm -hmm. that be the mother that you wish you had. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So in the context for me, we all make choices in our life. And for mm -hmm. me, you know, my dad was an alcoholic. I had a very dysfunctional family. So I right. make choices in life. It's either I become the same version of every past generation that's ever come before me or right. I break the cycle mm -hmm. and I just become the father that I wish I had. So I just chose to be that person. Aww. And I think we all have that decision in life. Yeah. We all get that choice. So I just did everything that my dad never did for my for my mom, right? Retired her. Now she's going to Sri Lanka for a month. She's gonna go visit family after not seeing her them for like 19 years or something crazy. Wow. Right? Yeah, it's nuts. But I She's gonna come home and Brenda's not gonna be able to leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think the key is like we all have an option to show up that way. I'm not some multi-millionaire. You know what I mean? Right, some, right. Which that's why I live with her. So so we keep our expenses low so we, I can make the retirement a reality for her. Yeah. Or else I wouldn't be able to. Right. So in the same way I made that decision, all of us have that choice too. In some mm -hmm. small way. Okay, mm -hmm. maybe there's a relationship it's hard to get out of. Uh, totally understand. Right. But there's some small way that we can be the mother that we wish we had in our life for our children. Wow, that just touched my heart. That's so sweet. <laughs> I am so glad that I found you. I thought at first because I was like, I don't know, you know, but then... I was like, you know what? There's sometimes you're just like, I'm, I want to talk to this person. So, and I'm so glad that I, that we met up and, you know, we scheduled a, a meet and greet and then the interview. And I just feel like you have just, just taken an opportunity to turn it into something positive. And it all started back when you were a young teenager. And I am so sure that your mother is so proud of you. And I hope that you can come back on in the future and we can pal around and have some more laughs. I don't know too much about that. I know what I don't want to see <laughs> or hear, you know. So thank you, Brendan. I appreciate it so much that you came on and took some time out to chat with us. 
Likewise, Nikki, thanks so much. This is such a pleasure. Love this episode of Motherhood Unfiltered. It's going to be okay podcast. Head over to Apple, Spotify, or Amazon Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you.